0: You're listening to the St. Mark's Podcast for September 13th, 2020, the 15th Sunday after Pentecost. Today's sermon was given by the Reverend Justin Crisp. It's based on Exodus chapter 14, verses 19 through 31. 2020 involves a lot of feelings, and this is a sermon about what to do with them. It's all right, I think to have feelings these days. None of this is normal. Those of us fortunate enough, really, really fortunate enough to be alive, and I stress that given how many have died in the last six months, have dramatically curtailed our ordinary routines and movements. This church is full of empty pews, For example, as I preach to a camera, imagining you on the other end, but otherwise the space feels like a cavern. Some of us have been thrown headlong into working environments, more precarious, more dangerous to our health than they were before. Some of us have lost our jobs or had our incomes diminish significantly. Some of us are in mourning for the loss of those we love, or are afraid of what the future of the virus might bring us, or we're stressed out <laughs> in, out of the, the isolation we've been in with our families in close quarters, or we're stressed out because we're not stressed out and feel that we ought to be like, quote, everyone else. We are frustrated, perhaps, by gridlock in our government, Angry or confused or overwhelmed by the seeming imperviousness of elements of our criminal justice system to reform, brought newly and continually to the fore by the protests which have swept our nation over the summer months. We're angry or confused or overwhelmed by the self-righteous condescension which too often meets questions about what reforms of our criminal justice system to redress police brutality against black and brown people actually ought to be. Or we're alarmed by the violence done by far left and far right elements in the protests this summer. We could get COVID and have complications or die. We could lose our jobs or we already have. Anything we say on Twitter can and will be used against us. Black people are still being shot by representatives of the state, sworn to protect them. And the culture classes seem determined to call everything you've ever liked politically incorrect. It's an election year, school is starting, and 2020 involves a lot of feelings. Now that it's very likely that I have offended every one of you in some way, let's talk about them. Our lesson from the book of Exodus this morning is alarming, but the story is familiar enough to us. The people of Israel had been slaves in Egypt until one of their number, a man named Moses, who thanks to his mother's ingenuity grew up as an Egyptian in Pharaoh's household, led them to freedom after God had brought a series of plagues upon the Egyptian masters which prompted Pharaoh to release the Israelites. But afterward, after Pharaoh releases them, Pharaoh changes his mind and sends an army of some 600 chariots in pursuit of them. When they reach the Red Sea Moses stretches his staff over the water and God parts the sea and the Israelites walk safely across. The Egyptian army follows in pursuit, but once the Israelites are safely away on the other side of the sea, God releases the waters again, drowning the Egyptian army whole and entire. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. It is a disturbing and shocking story, but one rife with interpretation. For many of the early church fathers, the story had at least two meanings. One was its historical, or what they called its literal, meaning. Whatever it is, we might have to glean from that. Perhaps simply God's commitment to the freedom of oppressed peoples, such as the spirituals sung by enslaved Africans in 18th and 19th century America expressed so compellingly. But the other meaning is its spiritual meaning, by which the Holy Spirit means to instruct every human living. Now one of the church fathers I I love the most is St. Gregory of Nyssa, a fourth-century bishop of a rural outpost in what is now southern Turkey. famous for putting his theological mark on the Nicene Creed. He's one of the architects of the doctrine of the Trinity. I love Gregory most for his writings about prayer and the spiritual life. One of his best known is his Life of Moses. Gregory writes that the Egyptian army, those horses, chariots, and their drivers, archers, soldiers, and the rest of the crowd in the enemy's line of battle, are the various passions of the soul by which man is enslaved. The whole phalanx of evil inside us, such as covetousness, unbridled desire, rapacious thinking, the passion of conceit and arrogance, wild impulse, wrath, anger, malice, envy, and all such things which we must put to death in the water of baptism. today, we often say that we cannot help our feelings. We just can't help what we feel. And to a certain extent, that is true. Gregory knows full well that this is the case. He admits it. He admits that the feelings he calls passions are just there, as it were. They rear their heads reflexively, automatically, without our bidding them. But Gregory never thinks of this as we often do, as an excuse for behavior. We cannot help what we feel, sure, but we can help what we do with what we feel. And God gives us the gift of his Holy Spirit, represented, Gregory says, by the cloud, the pillar of cloud, which guides the Israelites across the sea. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can direct an our passions in gracious and good directions. The trick is getting on top of our passions as it were. See, ordinarily our passions drag us along behind them, rather like a horse drags along a rider who has fallen but whose foot remains hooked in the stirrup. We need to channel our anger towards ends that redress the actual causes of our anger. We need to train our desire for pleasure and comfort, not to abuse ourselves or anyone else. We need to hammer our envy into admiration, our arrogance into respect. And the only chance we have of doing this is if we can somehow get back on top of the horse, take the reins of our passions with our reason, and then steer them in the way we want them to go. The grace we receive in baptism, Gregory says, makes it possible for us to do this and thus to draw our human natures according to more gracious and lovely lines. But only if we strive actively to do so, only if we refuse continually to indulge our passions and the exploitation and mistrust they sow in our relationships with others. Only, as it were, if we don't allow the Egyptians inside us to make it across the sea, but leave them instead dead on the other side. I'm not sure how 2020 makes you feel. My favorite passion these days is anger, actually. Being angry makes me feel powerful and in control. In the heyday of the lockdown and self-isolation back in April, I told you all in one of Father Peter's vlogs that I have banged G above middle C out of tune on my piano in a fit of rage, not directed toward anyone or anything in particular, but just, 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 just into the abyss, I suppose. I later told my therapist that I had actually taken just a screaming into the refrigerator. (laughs) No words, just noise. Which made it, she said, my therapist said, the equivalent of the nonverbal scream of a child, evidence of my psychic regression as my very orderly world unraveled around me. So much for being powerful and in control, eh? I was no better than an infant maybe worse. It was good for me to hear, because becoming aware of when I'm angry, and being aware of the fact that my anger is very often trying to compensate for another passion that I feel, but which I dislike, namely fear. I hate feeling afraid. I would much rather be angry. Knowing that that's what I'm doing helps me to get back on top of the horse, as it were. It helps me to steer the energy brewing inside of me towards God in prayer, and then subsequently towards other things which are good, beautiful, true, worthwhile. Projects that I wanted to work on, music I wanted to make, or things that I could do to make things better in some small way, like working alongside so many of you in caring for the dying or the lonely, like marching alongside so many of you in June at the town protest against the death of George Floyd, like reading as many smart perspectives as I can about the problems facing our nation today and finding ways of talking about them rather than consuming media literally only designed to fuel my passions. This is just one example. Anger is just one example. Jewel will tell you (laughs) that she just goes to bed. That may be you. That may be you too. I get angry and furious. Jewel goes to sleep. You, you may be afraid or you may plot how to get even, or you may get lost in your envy of others' prosperity or even health. However you feel these days, the good news in Christ is that God has given us the grace to do something about it, or better, to do something with it. Something beautiful and worthwhile towards which we can channel the anger that bruise inside of us, or the fear which paralyzes us, towards something lovely. But first, you you have to stop getting dragged around by these passions. We have to gain control of our feelings rather than letting our feelings control us. We have to get back on top of the horse, as it were. As many of you know, I love Mr. Rogers. And he puts it in a song much better than I really ever could. What do you do with the mad that you feel When you feel so mad you could bite When the whole wide world seems oh so wrong And nothing you do seems very right What do you do? Do you punch a bag? Do you pound some clay or some dough? Do you round up friends for a game of tag? Or see how fast you go? It's great to be able to stop when you planned a thing that's wrong and be able to do something else instead and sing this song I can stop when I want to can stop when I wish can stop, stop, stop anytime and what a good feeling to Feel like this and know that the feeling is really mine. Know that there's something deep inside that helps us become what we can. You can take control when you get mad just by remembering this song. God bless you. Amen. You can find more sermons on our website at www.stmarksnewcanon.org